Welcome back to another episode of the Property Management Show, where we deep dive into the world of property management, marketing, and entrepreneurship. Your hosts are Marie Tefman and Brittany Jones from Four and Half Marketing Agency. Since 2012, we have helped hundreds of property managers like you grow their business by using marketing strategies that attract owner leads. Whether you need help with your website, SEO, online reputation, paid advertising, blog or video content, social media, you name it, we can help you. Visit our website fourandhalf.com to learn more and get started on growth today. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. So we invited Jessica Schermeister and Jason Zimmerman from Trend Property Management on our podcast to talk about the concept of you know midterm rentals or furnished rentals. And it turned out to be a really fruitful, but also a long conversation. So we're having to split it into two parts. So this is part one of our conversation where we talk about kind of the basics of midterm rentals, um, furnished rentals. And then part two, we'll go more deep into um, the workings and the financial aspect as a property management company managing furnished rentals. Without further ado, here is our interview. Today, we are interviewing Jessica Schermeister and Jason Zimmerman from Trend Property Management in Texas. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm so excited about our discussion today because we were hoping you could enlighten us and our audience about this like lesser known flavor of property management that is midterm rental, so not quite short term, not quite long term. So can we start by maybe helping us understand like what makes a rental midterm? Yeah, so I think the term midterm is just something that is over a month, but it's kind of like a month to a year. So people think of short-term rentals and it's probably less than 30 days. Um, And then, you know, long-term rentals are a year and above. So midterm is just kind of that midmark. And so how have you seen the role of midterm rentals kind of evolve in the rental market over the recent years? Yeah, I can I can take that one. So we've we started doing uh, furnished home rentals about eight years ago. And then uh, we started with a tra- traditional Airbnb model looking for, you know, like booking every weekend and, um, you know, maybe adding extra beds in there, seeing how many people you could get in. And then a few things sort of lined up that sort of pushed us into this midterm model. One was we realized after a couple of years, the the wear and tear that that puts on a property uh, is just not, just sort of erodes that extra income that you're making in the first couple of years because they the residential home just isn't designed to be used you know, everything from the plumbing and the HVAC and all that to have big groups and all that. So that that we were kind of getting away from that. And then we started to see some cities pop up with, you know, restrictions on the, you know, going to a 30 night minimum stay or mm. minimum lease term for any sort of rental. So we had some furnished houses and I thought, well, you know, at first it's like, well, nobody's going to book for a month. Um and then all of a sudden, once we cleared up the calendars and stopped taking the shorter ones, we, we did start to get those month and longer stays and quickly realized that not only is it simpler, but it's also more profitable, uh, minimizing vacancy and significantly minimizing wear and tear on the house. So while you're 
maybe not making as much money every month, you're also not spending as much replacing all the stuff that, that the weekend crowds would, would leave damaged. The parties. The parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, (laughs) and that's another thing that those longer stays just really cut down, um, parties, any sort of misuse, the kinds of things that led to cities and homeowners associations passing restrictions are the things that happen on the weekend stays, not the two month stay. Mm -hmm. I'm here for work. Uh, That's just not the kind of tenants you're going to have issues from. I can imagine the neighbors like that more too. Absolutely. Definitely leads to better neighbor um, relationships. you're just not going to get the, oh, there's nine cars and there's 18 people in the pool and what's going on over right. there every Loud weekend. music at um, 11 p.m. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We had some wild stories in the beginning from <laughs> we had a big, big place and, and oh, yeah. um, had would sleep 18 people. And my neighbor sent me the video and there was just a person and every two seconds their head would pop up over the eight foot privacy fence. And so they're like, oh, what do you think's going on? We just saw this head bobbing up and. And so he climbed up the fence and put his camera over and saw that they had a mechanical bull and they were doing a mechanical <gasps> oh my bull gosh, riding no way. for a bachelor party. And so all they were seeing was the head just <laughs> over the fence. And they're like, so that's the kind of thing that will, that will uh, maybe want to get away from doing the weekends. So. Mm-hmm. so traditionally, when I hear midterm rentals, um, I tend to think like, you know, travel nurses, because every time that had come up in the past, people would kind of associate that with travel nurses. But, um, you know, I attended a webinar earlier this year that's like, you know, there's more to midterm rentals than travel <laughs> nurses. So can so you much share? More. Yeah. Can you share with our audience? Like, what are the key demographics that are driving this demand for midterm rentals? So when you started, you didn't even know there was as much demand, mm-hmm. right? So like, what have you learned about, you know, like, what other types of, you know, life circumstances lead people to need midterm rentals? Yeah, I feel like the whole thing about the traveling nurses has been a pretty big myth so far. I feel like a lot of our client meetings that we have that want to get into this, they want to market just to traveling nurses. Um, and that's not really like a huge demographic that we market to. Of course, we still market to them. Um, but mainly we're seeing, you know, traveling professionals. Um, and then we are seeing just people who need like temporary housing, either because they're going through an insurance claim at their house or they just moved to Fort Worth and they just don't know where they want to live yet. Um, so we haven't gotten many traveling nurses. Yeah. And our, our, um, office, we're in two different markets, both the uh, Dallas, Fort Worth and Austin, Texas area. And Mm -hmm. then also in Rochester, Minnesota and Rochester is home to Mayo Clinic. It's a town of uh, 125,000 residents that sees a million, uh, different visitors a year to Mayo. Mayo treats over, I think it was 1.3 million unique patients last year, which is, um, kind of a staggering number if you start to think about, well, how many people are in the town at any given yeah. time? It's it's nearly the population of the city. So about half of the people living there at any time are, are there for Mayo. So it's, uh, it is uh, an area where you would see, you know, and, and it's a huge medical community. And even there, um, you know, on 
at any given time, we've never had more than one uh, traveling nurse um, mm -hmm. tenant. I mean, they and, and I think that market, too, is really winding down. I think mm -hmm. the popularity of that is is on the is on the downs. Um, and to I always feel it's a mistake if you're doing something like a furnished rental where you're going to be spending twenty five to fifty thousand uh, dollars more, you know, just to get that house furnished. Um, to, to do that on a short term like uh, strategy. So that you really need to be committed to doing that for 10 or 15 years mm -hmm. to recoup those upfront startup costs and have it make sense. So um, definitely something we see from time to time, but uh, it's, it's such a wide mix of people from, you know, my house burned down and then my mm -hmm. insurance is going to put me up for somewhere for 14 months while, while um, this being rebuilt. Um, that's actually more common in our business than uh, than the traveling nurse um, inquiry. So, right, and uh, we're and, seeing like a lot of families oh. and people traveling with their families too. Um, so most of our rentals, they're three bedroom, at least two bathroom. So you don't see a lot of traveling nurses because typically they travel alone. Um, and usually they only need one bedroom. And if they're a traveling nurse, they're probably working all the time. Um, so they're not going to be there that much. So it wouldn't make sense for them to get a three bedroom, two bath, unless their stipend, of course, allowed for that. Um, so, yeah, we haven't seen many of those. That's so interesting. Do you feel like, you know... Um things that have been happening in the economy or in the global context, like the pandemic or something um, contributed to this rise in midterm rental demand, or it's just random. Yeah. I mean, from our experience, I, I feel like, you know, ever since COVID did start, so many more people are working from home and have that, you know, that freedom that they can work remotely which then gives you the freedom that you can really work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, you know, if you do want to travel on like a Thursday through Friday or whatever, you can go to somewhere where you have family or you just want to sightsee and you can work your normal business hours mm -hmm. and then go do whatever you want in a different city. Um, so I do feel like it's growing in that aspect. Yeah, and, and I think also once once uh, somebody's realized maybe the improvement to lifestyle for for longer travel, then it and then they start to see the um, you know it's such a big travel difference between oh I'm going to go to a town for a long weekend mm -hmm. versus let's go there for three weeks and that airplane ticket costs you the same to get there you know it's it's there's right. like your cost per day to travel goes down sort of the longer yeah. you stay mm -hmm. and. And when you can be working uh, from a house, you might maybe you work four days a week and then you have three days a week to go see Texas um, can be a little bit more of, a, um, you know, just an experience that I think people are growing to like um, on top with um, or I guess in addition to that, once you've had the experience for, say, like compare, a, you know, a a really nice three or four bedroom house with your own garage and your own kitchen to an extended stay hotel for three weeks. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to go back to that hotel. Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. It's, it's just, you know, if, especially when you get into a, a place, if it's got nice amenities and the, you know, the beds are comfortable and everything is, 
on par with what you left back at your house. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can, uh, you can stay in some really expensive hotels and still find pretty crappy beds. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the, 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 mar- or the, like where you start to see those things improve in hotels is in, you know, two, $300 a night and up mm-hmm. hotels, which okay. is, you know, that's translating to six to $9,000 a month house. Well, you can rent a very nice home for six to $9,000 a month, mm-hmm. uh, significantly nicer, at least in my opinion, than what you'd get in a comparable hotel. And you get more space. It's interesting you talk yeah. about the amenities Privacy. and kind of like the improvement because, you know, we just came from Narpam National in Atlanta and, we, you know, there were four of us who rented an Airbnb and the beds were more comfortable than you would get in a hotel. Their couch mm-hmm. was so comfortable. So, One I of- even... I chatted them and said, Hey, what brand is this couch? I want one. And they like, they're like, well, it's been discontinued, but here's the link to the comparable one. Yeah. Like, that's ask. Yeah. You have the dupe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's I great. was like, when you said that, I'm like, absolutely. Because like, I've been to like decently, you know, expensive hotels and you know the pillows still aren't the most comfy mm-hmm. and i was surprised mm-hmm. that the airbnb we were in except atlanta was like except for the attic that scared you know the living <laughs> hell out of me but um <laughs> the amenities definitely compensated for for the attic Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a great stay. And like, I was thinking that myself, like, man, you're selling me on, on midterm rentals. Like maybe I need to get one, uh, right. you know, and, and your, in your trip right there, that's a great, um, example of, of what we get. One of our homes, what we recently had a, a new, uh, Pittsburgh blue is getting built and that company, when they put it in, they bring in people from corporate for the, uh, last, I don't know, like three or four weeks of the construction. And then for the first month as they're training all the new local staff. So they had five people from their corporate office that needed a house for, for nine weeks. And mm-hmm. when you, when you start to look at, I mean, so our, our homes are probably, you know, like the one they rented was maybe 3,500 square foot. It's, you know, probably $700,000 home, a really nice custom home. And in our market, that's a, um, that's kind of a high-end home mm-hmm. and compared to four separate hotel rooms um, for that corporation, you know, that's a, it was probably a third the price. And so mm-hmm. not only yeah. is their staff each getting a large private bedroom and a, mm-hmm. this was a three car garage, each of their own garage stall, uh, the big giant, you know, custom kitchen, um, the corporation is spending half or probably half uh, less than that than if they'd rented four, relatively mediocre hotel rooms. Yeah, um, yeah. In our market, a, a $200 a night hotel is not great. It is uh, um, not some place you'd be excited to stay for nine weeks for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that yeah. groups of people with the same company, that's a, a real big kind of source of our, of our uh, leads. So, you know, you were talking about amenities, right? Um, for these furnished rentals. And so, what kinds of amenities are crucial to midterm rentals versus like short term? I mean, I guess no, not a lot of people really do furnished long term, right? But like what amenities are crucial for midterm? We do some long term um, furnished. furnished. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, if you look at short-term rentals, you know, if you go out of state and get something, you know, like in the mountains or in the cities, they're going to cater to the short-term by getting like pool tables in there, cute backdrops for bachelorette parties. Whereas for the midterm, especially in our Rochester area, um, most amenities, because we kind of cater to a little bit of the Mayo Clinic patients, um, they're usually coming for surgeries or healthcare. Um, so amenities such as, you know, super comfortable furniture where they can recover after surgery, um, floor plans that don't have a lot of stairs. So, you know, like those ranch style homes are super important. Um, and then just, you know, things in the home, like comfortable blankets, pillows, just so that they have that like home away from home experience. Whereas down south, um, a lot of, you know, our people that we cater to is just working, traveling professionals. Um, so people, you know, coming to Fort Worth because Fort Worth is growing rapidly. Um, so people who are traveling for work, they just need a place to come crash. So again, comfortable stuff. Um, and just things that have that home away from home experience and not really attracting the party crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along with the, you know, the longer stays, it's pretty much the same thing. So making sure that they have a fully equipped home. Mm-hmm. Like um, enough that- toilet paper, Brittany. No, <laughs> I was stealing Maria's teepee. All of the paper, <laughs> all of the toilet paper. Our, our Airbnb only had one full roll of toilet paper for four adults for a week, no. and we were rationing. I felt bad. I didn't want to message them, and we did Instacart like four times, and I kept forgetting to get some. But that's what that's I was, I was going to bring that up because it's like you think of short terms where they will provide toilet paper, paper towels, um, shampoo and conditioner is one I'm seeing a lot more now. And then just like kitchen basics, like salt, pepper, you know, uh, olive oil or whatever, things like that. Um, Are those kind of like things that you also recommend putting into the midterm? Um, Or is there any overlap there? Like, are you yeah. expected to provide like month long supply of toilet paper? Like- right. No, but like usually, you know, with the basics, um, we don't typically, you know, do shampoo and conditioner just because people who are staying for that long of time, they're going to want to bring their own stuff. Right. Um, like myself, I'm very particular about the shampoo and conditioner body wash that I use. Um, but we do, you know, have basics like toilet paper, um, paper towels. Um, dish soap, dish pods, you know, just enough products to get them started. started, So, you know, you don't have to run to the grocery store for cleaning stuff as soon as you get there. Um, So you're not going to get to the house and be like, oh my gosh, it's 9 p.m. and I still need to go to Target for some toilet Mm -hmm. paper, you know, so it's just enough to get people started and then they can go and get whatever else they need. That makes a lot of sense. I just want to add add something on a uh, uh, comment you made a minute ago, where you said that 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 people don't often rent these for um, you know a long period of time. But one thing we've seen recently is definitely been an uptick in year plus stays. Oh, I think mm-hmm. I think that the uh, economics are like of even like of moving your furniture um, uh, along with sort of a 
maybe our market catching up to lots of other parts of the world where it's very common to rent a fully furnished sort of turnkey property. Um, we we do see demand for, for people staying one to two years, often international travelers who are just more accustomed to that and they want to show up and they don't want to set up five utility accounts. They don't want to figure out who to call for trash, who to do this. Who to, they just want to show up and have everything um, working and on and just have one, one you know, bill to, to, to pay every month. And I, I think that sort of level of service is going to continue to be uh, or that type of product is, is, is going to we'll probably see more demand for because uh, it, it does massively simplify your life. If you're not having to manage your who's coming to cut your grass, who's coming to scoop <laughs> the snow, if you're in a snow place or who's, who's all the different utility companies, what's the best deal on the internet and who wants to call the internet person and, um, so you can take all of that off the plate for somebody, they'll pay a premium for the rent. And mm -hmm. so we market all of our homes simultaneously on the Airbnb, VRBO, TripAdvisor type sites, but mm -hmm. also on traditional sites uh, looking mm -hmm. for that, you know, one to two year tenant because uh, that's our um, ends up being like that's the most profitable thing to do with a furnished home. And because we're run. able to, yeah, that's sort of our home run. And because we're mm -hmm. able to set our prices really high for those long-term stays, because we're not, we don't have the pressure to get it rented. Mm -hmm. So um, if you have a traditional rental, you can't say, well, I just want 500 bucks more a month and let's just mm -hmm. wait around for three months till we find somebody because yeah. you'll get killed up by the vacancy. But here we can fill the vacancy by, uh, short-term stays while we're continuing to search for those those home run pe people that mm. want they're going to pay a premium for a premium product and and stay you know for one to two years and um jessica and i we just looked at a rolling 12 on our um we have about 30 furnished homes now that we're um either that i own or we're, we're managing and we're 35 percent um of our revenue was from people on very on long-term contracts uh, in our furnished homes. Wow! So, so that's the um, that's what we're constantly striving for with our furnished homes and the and the financial benefits to the owner on that is so um, uh, significant. And I didn't get, really figure this out till we'd done it for four or five years. Uh -huh. But in most markets, turnover costs is really getting out of control. It's by far our biggest obstacle right now um, in Texas is how do you get a home made ready between tenants um, for the next, you know, on a reasonable price for the owner. And mm -hmm. labor shortages coupled with, you know, rising costs for everything just mm -hmm. makes a make ready more expensive. And when you take all of that out, because when you furnish a home and when you're at a really high price point, we haven't um, we haven't had one house come back in bad shape in in as long as we've been doing this now, which is close to ten years. So we mm -hmm. just haven't got stuck with that monster make ready that sometimes you get on a normal rental. Um, and you have our cleaning crew in there all the time, keeping the house up. Um, your your asset preservation is so much better when you have it furnished. You don't have people moving their junk in and out. And your, all of your tenants are people that are paying a premium because you did a premium finish out. Mm -hmm. uh, your the long term savings is just 
is just really a um, justifies that extra mm -hmm. expense to get in it. So yeah, and I do um, feel like you know, especially when people are paying a little bit more money for these um, versus you know a longer term rental, they're going to have higher expectations on how the home is and how you know like they do work orders and everything. Like we'll constantly, you know, get work orders down to coming to sweep out the garage or changing the light bulb. <laughs> Whereas, you know, a long term tenant, there may be like a leak under the sink and they'll let it go for a couple of weeks before they let anyone know. And so there's there's a huge difference. And I feel like, you know, doing the midterm rentals, there's so much more people that are particular on how the home is. Mm -hmm. which helps with turnover costs as well. Okay, we're going to have to stop right here and put a pin on it and save the rest for part two. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Property Management Show, where we continue our discussion with Jessica and Jason about midterm rentals, aka furnished rentals. As usual, if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions, feel free to send a message to marketing at fourandhalf.com. We love hearing from our audience. And if you are enjoying our show, go ahead and leave us some love by leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.